the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbach filling in for Dave along with Chris Corbett. Um, We have been talking about a number of political issues for the Dems. Uh, We're waiting on a call, uh, hopefully, uh, from the RNC so that we can further discuss what has been going on at these um, these debates, right? The left is really losing it, if you ask me. Uh, and what's really interesting is that we don't see any realization that, I think, by the Democrats, that the more extreme they get in their primary, uh, the more they are going to have a challenge in winning the general election. You hit it right. That's the nail on the head right there. And, of course, President Trump doesn't have a primary. Incumbents almost invariably don't. Oh, I think, what, Joe Walsh is running against him. I loved him when he did that song in the 70s. No, not the same Joe Walsh. Uh, I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach's correcting me from the booth. But, uh, um, hey, Zach, do we have that caller yet? All right. Well, uh, wh- why did you put Michael through? Michael, are you there? I am here. How are you? Uh, Michael, tell the audience uh, what you do, who you are, and let's have a little conversation about these wonderful primary debates. They're entertaining if they're nothing else. Sure. Yeah. Mike Joyce, the uh, deputy press secretary uh, here for the RNC. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been something else in the, in the past. Uh, anytime the Democrats are asked a question um, about something that's an, uh, an unpopular policy or something like that, uh, Folks like Julian Castro and some of the other 2020 Democrats, even on the stage, will say, oh, well, those are just uh, right wing talking points. Those aren't true. So uh, when uh, Republicans for years have been saying that uh, Democrats are here to take your guns from you, um, they want to take your guns away from you. Uh, you always hear from the left say, well, that's, that's categorically false. It's not true. Uh, we would never do such a thing. Well, uh, we saw Beto O'Rourke, of course, last week uh, actually say on stage, uh, yes, we are taking your guns from you. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show uh, a lot of what Republicans have been saying about Democrats uh, has actually turned out to be true. And, uh, you know, for years also, uh, we've been saying that they are the party of free stuff, trying to offer you all these big government policies for free that won't cost you anything. Uh, that's exactly what's playing out on the debate stage right now. Um, whether it's Andrew Yang's $1,000 a month for every American in this country, uh, whether it's a government takeover of our health care system or uh, wiping out college debt, uh, all of these programs have a very large price tag attached to them. Uh, and I don't think they're fooling any American citizens uh, with promising that we're not going to have to pay a dime for these policies. I don't think you need to be a mathematician like Andrew Yang to understand that your taxes are going to go up tenfold uh, to have these policies enacted. And, and that's kind of where the Democrat Party is right now is just uh, – trying to pull the wool over the eyes of everyone thinking that uh, the rich will pay for everything and uh, it'll be great and it won't cost you a dime. But I think when you see policies like a 93 trillion uh, trillion with a T dollar Green New Deal, uh, that will have to pretty much tax everyone into oblivion in this country uh, to pay for some of these things. And that's 
uh, the policies that we're hearing on these uh, Democratic debate stages every time they get together for one. It's really remarkable, Michael. I, I think it's the first time that we see the Democrats in some respects, don't get me wrong, only in some respects, being honest about their desire to really turn the foundation of our country upside down. And my question for you is, therefore, whenever whoever wins the primary gets into the general election with Donald Trump, do you think they're going to try to walk it back? I I don't see how they could even try to run a campaign on such remarkably leftist policies in a general election. What do you think the winner does? Right. Well, the the age-old theory is that when you run for president, whether Democrat or Republican, uh, you run, you know, you make this all-out push uh, to appease your base in your primaries, and then uh, you move back towards the center for the general election. Uh, I don't see how the Democrats could possibly do that with their agenda that they have right now. I don't think there is any uh, pivot to the center from giving free health care for illegal immigrants while stripping millions of Americans off their private health insurance for a government takeover of our health care system. Uh, I don't think there's walking back things like uh, universal basic income or these uh, climate plans that are getting thrown around like candy right now. There's no way to really go back to the center from those. So, yeah, uh, you know, to your to your point and your question, uh, I think the RNC is going to be popping champagne bottles for whoever their nominee is, because they're going to be on record uh, and in support of a very far left radical agenda uh, that the American people overwhelmingly reject. And not just Republican voters or even independent voters, but uh, swing state voters and even a lot of Democrats around the country uh, don't agree with a lot of the policies that they're proposing right now. So uh, if this is really what they think is the best uh, plan to beat President Trump, I don't I don't see it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, best of luck to the Democrats. But I really don't see how you can uh, argue against this economy right now and everything else that's going on in this country. But then on top of that, to not only argue it, but say, well, we need a completely different path. We need to move forward with socialism now as a country because uh, this economy that's booming and delivering for all Americans, it's not good enough. Uh, it never will be. So uh, let's move forward with socialism. I guess they're not checking the polling right now because the American people don't want the policies that they're proposing. No, no, they don't. Do, do you think, I realize this might might be out of your lane somewhat, but do you think that the leftists that predominate the Democratic primary voters do want that? Do you think they're appealing to their actual voting base in these at least initial contests that are coming up? So if you look at if you look at two things, if you look at first and foremost, some of the polling uh, in some of the early states among Democrat voters, uh, there is some demand for these uh, among their liberal mob, uh, what should be called the liberal base. I call them the liberal mob. But uh, there are some folks, the same folks that are calling to like that. Uh, President Trump are the same people who want these things. And, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, uh, when you look at basically uh, who's driving the narrative for the Democrat Party in D.C. right now, uh, it would be the socialist squad. So uh, the AOCs of the world, the Ayanna Presley's, the Rashida Tlaib's and Ilhan Omar's of the world, they're the ones really driving the narrative for the party right now. So uh, it's clear that that's the narrative that they're going to move forward with is this very socialist agenda. Uh, and I think they're going to wake up uh, in 2020 and find themselves with less seats in the House, less seats in the Senate, uh, and President Trump still occupying the, uh, the White House. So uh, if this is really what they think uh, a general electorate and the American people are, are demanding, uh, in contrast to what President Trump can offer, uh, I think they're absolutely dead wrong, and I think they're going to pay for it at the polls next year. I saw that President Trump 
uh, forwarded or whatever the lingo is in the Twitter universe, uh, a tweet from a woman who said something to the effect of, I don't like President Trump, but I'm going to vote for President Trump. And he cleverly wrote, I'm okay with that. But I think that actually, and of course he is and should be, but I think it bespeaks a broader issue, which is um, some people like Trump. Look, I'm a New Yorker originally. I've been in Arkansas now for um, 15 plus years, I think. But I was born and raised in New York. And so I'm familiar with not only Donald Trump himself as as a personality, but much of his mannerisms. And so it's perfectly good for me. But when some people, there are some people that find him brash, people find me brash, but they also say, but I'm not voting for this guy to come in my kitchen and talk to my kids. I'm voting for this guy to be the president of our country, to be the senior executive of our country, to run out the business of our country. And I really do think that if you look at sort of this, the, the, the Democrats, they are as I like to say, face melters from uh, Indiana Jones, right? When they, when they opened the ark and the, and the Nazis' faces melted because they saw the light. And so the, the Democrats seem to be face melters, but they don't ever seem to be talking about <clears throat> what's good for the country. Yes, they have a whole bunch of make-believe, pie-in-the-sky, rainbow and unicorn policies that actually, in, in reality, not only uh, um, wouldn't be good, they're not realistic, so how much of the campaign for President Trump will be, these are the facts, and you can leave the histrionics aside? Yeah, well, uh, to your first point there, I think uh, a lot of those things uh, about whether people are looking at uh, the character of President Trump, I think we litigated a lot of those in the 2016 election. Uh, I can tell you in 2016, I was uh, living in Texas at the time. Uh, and of course, Texas is strong, uh, Ted Cruz country. Uh, and so a lot of folks there, you know, Senator Cruz won the primary in Texas by about 20 points. But I can tell you at the same time that uh, a few weeks out before the election, uh, some of Senator Cruz's staunchest uh, supporters, uh, some Tea Party grassroots activists who know how to mobilize on the ground, uh, they were all in behind President Trump in 2016 because they understood uh, what's at stake in this country. And so uh, I think that still holds true today in the sense that uh, when I talk to voters all over the country, uh, when our field team uh, talks to voters in every single state in this country, uh, we hear a lot of the same things we're hearing. You know, I might not like every single tweet uh, the president does, but it's hard to argue against its economy. It's hard to argue against the direction of this country that President Trump is trying to take us in. And that's really the age-old question of every presidential election is, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are looking at this and saying, you know, there's uh, more money in my wallet from tax reform. This economy is doing well. My wages have gone up. Uh, I got a better paying job. Uh, You know, things seem to be going well right now. So, again, maybe I don't like every single tweet, but I can't argue against this economy. And I especially know that I don't want to move forward with what the Democrats are offering because the counter uh, offer uh, to President Trump right now is a very far left radical socialist agenda. And that's why I think you're seeing folks like uh, Robert Johnson, the founder of BET, uh, a very well-known centrist Democrat saying, I can't get behind what the Democrats are trying to do anymore. Uh, They're taking our party so far to the left, they're driving the party off of the cliff. And I won't be there uh, when it crashes. So uh, we're seeing that uh, in polling, in our own polling and data uh, that we do all over the country, is that uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily like every single tweet 
or every single thing the president says, but they like the direction this country is headed in. They like the, the state of our economy right now. And they don't want the Democrats to uh, basically come forward and ruin everything uh, that's going well in our economy right now, because they're really looking to upend the economy when when they're promising to say, uh, you know, we're going to put oil executives in jail. Uh, if you work in oil and gas or coal, you're going to be out of a job. Uh, I think the American people understand you're talking about millions of Americans there who are going to lose their jobs overnight uh, simply because you think we can move forward uh, with a full blown green energy agenda. Uh, on day one, which simply I think we all understand is not the case and is not physically possible. So uh, at the end of the day, I think people are going to say, you know, maybe the president, I don't like every single tweet. Uh, Of course, I think most Americans, uh, no matter how much you agree with someone, uh, even your own spouse, you might say, I don't agree with them on 100 percent of the issues, but uh, we can agree on most things. And I think that's where people are, are at with President Trump right now. Michael, we only have a few moments left, but I wanted to get your thoughts on, I, I remember when Mueller testified before Congress, and he wasn't as sharp, perhaps, as we might have remembered him in the past. And I made a point of saying on the radio, look, this guy was um, conscripted to do this service, regardless of what you think of the job that he did. I'm not going to really talk about Mueller, per se. The, the outcome speaks for itself. I, I bring that up to say Joe Biden has put himself in the public spotlight And he's running for president. So everything essentially is fair game. And we know that Obama said to him, Joe, you don't have to do this. And the more I watch Biden, the more I think it's because Obama said, I see him up close and in person and I see what's going on there. Michael, I think there is a problem. I think Joe has a problem. Any thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there is. And and first of all, uh, it's. I think very fair to point out because look at how critical the media has been uh, about even president Trump's health. They, they focus on um, how much exercise he gets. Uh, they were grilling his doctor during a press briefing, uh, asking him about big, big Macs and all kinds of other silly questions. Uh, given their basic harassment of president Trump, uh, I think it's very fair to ask the question about basically where Joe Biden is at right now. When you watch him uh, on the campaign trail, basically, uh, and these are even his own words, but calling himself a, a prone gaff machine, Uh, You know, it might be funny to some, but I think when you're hearing some of the things that he's repeating on the campaign trail, uh, you know, it might be past Joe Biden's time. And, you know, there's a reason he's running for president the third time. Uh, It's because the first two times it didn't work out so well. And, you know, he's not the best presidential candidate on his feet there. But, you know, I think the bigger issue that Joe Biden has right now is he's finding himself in a very hostile Democratic Party. Uh, The Democrats are even openly uh, attacking the Obama-Biden administration. You saw that during the second debate. Uh, I guess Barack Obama made some phone calls before the third debate because we heard most of the candidates uh, bending over backwards, commending Barack Obama specifically. But uh, with Senator Biden or, uh, excuse me, Vice President Biden, former senator, uh, he finds himself having these gaps time and time again. Uh, He seems to not be quick on his feet. And, you know, all I can say is if that's what they think is the best person to portray their message of this far left socialist agenda and they want to put him on a debate stage with President Trump, you know, best of luck to the Democrats, because we all seen President Trump on a debate stage and what he can do to to his political opponents on a stage. So, uh, you know, I think Joe Biden has a big issue on his hands. Uh, He's going to have to go uh, further to the left than he's ever gone in his life. Uh, to come out in, uh, with the nomination and uh, if he can even get to that point. So I'm curious to see how it shakes out, but it doesn't matter who the candidate is to, at the end of the day to the RNC because 
again, we'll be celebrating whoever it is because they're going to be having to support uh, all of these outlandish uh, policies that the American people overwhelmingly reject. Indeed. Michael, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show. We look forward to talking to you many more times before we get to the general as well as through the general election. Thanks for calling in. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. Let's go to break. And after the break, we will continue. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 